அலமதுல்லாஹிஃபாஸ்லாத்துலாம் most respected students of deen mothers and sisters this life of dunya is a test and tests come in all different manners ways various types of tests even in this day to day life when somebody is sitting for some kind of test examination then the person who has applied himself in a correct manner and passed the test such people get rewarded such people benefit tremendously and such people progress greatly the same applies to our situation we are also in a test all the time but when we react correctly then we will see the end result that will then come in a very positive way to understand this from one incident in the hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam there is one hadith that is mentioned about one person got very old very sick so now he needed the help of his children he needed somebody to assist him all the time he needed somebody to take care of him he had four sons so one son said to the other three sons that look our father is very very old now very sickly suddenly and he needs all the help and assistance that we can give him and somebody has to be with him all the time somebody has to be taking care of his needs of his situations so how do we go about this so he then offered and put forward a proposal he said let's do it this way that let's do a deal what the deal was that you give me the opportunity of doing all the khidmat allow me to take care of all his needs allow me to take care of whatever he requires and to serve him to look after him so everything i will do and since now you are all giving me the opportunity to do all this work i give you in return whatever will be my share of the inheritance the day our father is no more around whatever will be my share of the inheritance you can keep it now this is like a very strange thing in many situations nowadays if somebody has to just say don't worry your share of the work i'll do it 
that person might respond and say, very good, you do it, I'll even pay you for it too. But please keep me out of the work. And this is what unfortunately many people are doing nowadays. The elderly parents are being taken to old age homes and these kind of institutions and they are brought there and people who are in charge are told that please you take care of my mother, my father, somebody's grandfather, grandmother and whatever it is, because now the person who has brought them, the child or grandchild, whoever is very wealthy, he says, don't worry, one check. Every month you'll get your check or I'll just do an EFT. And it'll be in the account. Whatever the amount is, whatever the cost is, we'll sort it out, don't worry. You go ahead and so you take care of them. So to just get this done and sorted out, so to say, they're ready to pay, but not ready to make the khidmat. They're ready to pay, but not ready to take the thawab of serving their parents. So in any case, that time when this proposal was put forward, but now not only just that he said, I will make the khidmat, I will do the work, I will look after our father. On top of that, he added this much too, that since so to say, now you're giving me this great good, that I will make the khidmat. So in lieu of that, I am ready to now exchange and say whatever my share of the inheritance is that the three of you can keep. So the other three brothers were very, very excited about it. Like we would become very excited, unfortunately, about something like this. Illa mashallah, those whom Allah Ta'ala has blessed with the real and correct understanding, they obviously will think differently. But many people, very tragically, nowadays would think in that manner. That very good, I got saved from this. And I didn't have to get involved in all this. Whereas actually it is a very great deprivation. So nevertheless, they all were very happy, very excited and they said, fine, we will keep this for ourselves and you keep making the khidmat. So time passed, this brother now had to be day and night in the service of his father and as a result he couldn't take care of his other work as much as he should and things started getting quite difficult for him. Eventually the father passed away. The father passed away and for a good amount of time he was fully engaged in the father's khidmat and service, taking care of the father. And he didn't pay attention to his own earning, etc. So he was in very, very difficult circumstances. Poverty, nothing to eat sometimes, hard life. So in any case, as time was going along, and they were suffering in this way. Now, the, when the father passed away, whatever the inheritance was, the other brothers took everything away. And they were having a grand time. And they didn't share anything with this brother because, well, that was the deal he made, so why must we give him anything? That was their attitude, maybe. So the poor fellow was suffering quietly. One day he sees a dream. And in the dream... Somebody is saying to him that in a certain place there are hundred gold coins. And the hundred gold coins 
you can take it. It's for you. Go. It's for you. You can take it. Gave the full description of where it is, etc. And uh, so he's being told that this is for you. You can go take it. Some kind of unseen help. So in the dream he asked the question, but is there barakat in it? So the reply is given to him that no, there is no barakat in it. So he says, well, then I don't want it. Now he wakes up in the morning, he remembers the dream. He remembers the dream and he mentions the dream to his wife. So his wife says to him that aren't you foolish? You should go and take it. We are in such difficult circumstances. And here there is something coming. You are not worried about barakat. This hundred gold coins. We don't have to then ask anybody anything ever and we don't have to have any difficult times also. So he said, no, there's no barakat in it. I don't want it. The next night, again he sees a dream. Again he's being told that in the certain place there's ten gold coins. It's for you, you can take it. This is the description, this is the place, this is how it is. You can go and take it. He asked the same question again, is there barakat in it? He said, no, there's no barakat in it. He said, I don't want it. The next day again, the same discussion with his wife. She is now prompting him that we're having such difficult times, we don't have anything to eat. Now, there was first hundred, now there's ten. Go and bring it. He says, no, there's no barakat in it, I don't want it. Then eventually, the third night, he sees a dream again. Now again he's being told that in the same place now there's one gold coin. It's for you, you can take it. So he asks, is there barakat in it? The reply is given that yes, there's barakat in it. So now he wakes up the next morning. So he mentions, now this time I was told there's barakat in it. I will go and fetch it now. So according to the description that was given to him in the dream, he went, he found the place and exactly as mentioned in the dream, that one gold coin was there in a hidden place. So this was unseen help from the side of Allah Ta'ala. This was something which was not belonging to anybody or whatever the case was. But nevertheless now, he brought that one gold coin. Now he was told in the dream there is barakat in it. Now as he's coming, he's thinking now that his family is starving. They've had nothing to eat. Now he's got one gold coin in his hand. So he should buy something to eat. As he's coming along, one person comes along and he is selling fish. He's got uh, two fish, two big fish he's walking with. So he asks that, are you selling this fish? He says, yes, I'm selling the fish. How much? He says, bought this fish for one gold coin, one dinar. So he gives him that one dinar and he buys that two fish. So in any case, they come with those two fish. When he comes home, now they need to eat, so now he gave his wife the fish to prepare. So now she started cleaning it up, so she had to slit the fish open. When she slit the fish open, in the belly of each fish, in the belly of each fish, there was a unique pearl, unseen before. Very, very uh, remarkable pearl. Now this person got very excited that we have this pearl. So, in any case, at that time, the king of the time, this person went around, somebody said, only the king can afford this. It just happened that the king of the time, 
he decided he wanted to buy a pearl. So his people went out looking for something unique. Somebody told them, or how somehow they came to know this person has got some pearl, very unique pearl. So they came, they saw this pearl, this was something very, very unique. They were very excited about it. In any case, the negotiations took place. And now they knew the value of this because this was something very unique. They had never seen something. So the deal was finally done for 30 camel loads of gold. So the deal was done and they took the one pearl and went. Now when they went to the king and they showed him this is what we bought, 30 camel loads of gold. The king saw that and he got so astounded by it, he said this is really exquisite, this is something unique. But then suddenly one thought came to him, he said but this doesn't feel right with just one pearl, we need two. Can you get another one like this? So now they went around looking for the same person again. They said, we want another one like that. He said, well, another one will be double the price. I have another one, but it will be double the price. So what's the price now? The first time was 30 camel loads of gold. Now it been 60 camel loads. So they bought it. Now the king's treasury now. So they bought it. So in total, those two, uh, the two the pearls fetched a total price of 90 camels of gold. Now 90 camels of gold... Can you imagine the amount it would have run in that time into the millions? And now this person, Allah Ta'ala blessed him with this in this dramatic manner and he had this in return for this two pearls and the two pearls came from where? In lieu of that one dinar, one gold coin regarding which he was told that there is barakat. But now where did that barakat come from? Fine, he got this in this miraculous manner but with barakat, there's many lessons in this. But this barakat came from what? This barakat came from his act of righteousness. That he was not uh, ready to shirk the responsibility of taking care of his father. That was something that he didn't want to shirk. Besides that, he wanted to take the maximum benefit of that. So he took all the opportunity of the khidmat. Nowadays, that khidmat is regarded as a burden. Illa mashallah. There are those who mashallah regard it as a great honor, but very often it's regarded as a burden. So now those who regarded it as a honor, now he was one of them, he, he took it as an honor, he took it as a great opportunity, and he passed the test of the moment. He did what was right. He reacted in the correct manner. So the end result of it came in this dunya. What is in the akhirat is apart from that. Now, Allah Ta'ala granted him in this miraculous manner that one dinar. Now that one dinar, in lieu of that he bought these two fish. Now does every fish that a person cut open have a pearl in the belly of that fish? We might start cutting fish open from now till maybe 20 years, 50 years or so, and for the past 50 years people have been cutting fish in our families maybe, nobody found any pearl till today. There's thousands and millions of fish in the ocean, but people are cutting the fish open every day, it would have hit the news if people were finding pearls. But nobody found pearls, but he found it. How he found it? Where did that pearl come in? Allah Ta'ala put it in the belly of that fish. Why that particular fish which this fisherman caught, Allah Ta'ala willed it like that. 
How come this fisherman didn't meet somebody else before him and sell it to someone else? How come it didn't happen that that fisherman didn't reach home beforehand? He caught the fish after all. He could have cut open that belly of the fish. He would have got the pearl. How come that didn't occur to him? And then how come both fish who had pearls came in his hands? All these are not coincidences. They are not happened by chance. This is what Allah Ta'ala decreed and put it for him. But Allah Ta'ala made it as part of his reward. For what? For this great act that he had undertaken. That come what may, I am going to take this responsibility on myself. I am going to do what I can do and what I have to do. And this is something which I will take the benefit of. Get the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. And that is what I want. So Allah Ta'ala became pleased inshallah. Nabi Islam is mentioning this in the Hadith Sharif, so that would have happened too. And they got this dramatic benefit in dunya as well. This person got this dramatic benefit in this dunya as well. Now, it will not always happen in such a dramatic manner. But when a person goes out of one's way to do that good act, that becomes the test. And the person who passes that test, then Allah Ta'ala rewards tremendously in this manner but not necessarily always in the form of some kind of material possessions. Now, we will all start going to make somebody's khidmat and be waiting for some pearl to fall from the skies on our head. If it falls on the skies on our head, that might be the end of us also. And we will be already now maybe gone to Jannah after that, inshallah. So, it's not that we will do something good and now suddenly we will see some gold falling from heaven. No, it doesn't always happen like that. Sometimes it happens in that manner also. That somebody gets some dramatic material benefits. Some benefits of dunya. But, that benefit comes in dunya as well. But the form can differ. For somebody it might just come in the form of some dini opportunities. Allah Ta'ala opens the opportunities of progressing in deen. Now, unfortunately and very tragically, that is not recognized as a very great reward for some act of kindness a person did. Because we don't even know what is the link. And somebody progress in deen, he doesn't even think about it in that way, that what a great na'mat Allah Ta'ala has opened up upon me, the whole world and all the material contents of the world, the gold and silver and diamonds and rubies, all that put one side can't compare to this one iota of the opportunities of deen that Allah has opened out for me. So, sometimes it happens in that manner. Somebody was far behind in terms of their dini obligations, suddenly now they're becoming enthusiastic, they're becoming concerned, they're becoming punctual and regular on their salah, they're performing a better salah, and various other aspects of this nature. So now they're progressing in deen, so this is obviously a very big thing, very very big thing beyond all the material damage of the world sometimes it comes in that manner and what can compare with that that's something to be extremely grateful for a person at that time feels sad but now I did this and that but I am still suffering apparently in the world but what other good things have happened we don't focus on that sometimes it will happen in some other form it will come for some in the form of just sukoon. They have a peaceful life. 
they have tranquility in their lives. They have the kind of uh, peace that people are aspiring for. Uh, that peace is a very great na'mat of Allah Ta'ala. Very great bounty of Allah Ta'ala. So, that contentment, that tranquility, whatever the halat are, but the person is content. Contentment doesn't mean that there won't be challenges. But the person is content. So the heart is at peace. Sometimes there's some difficulties physically, etc. Sometimes some mental anguish also. But the heart is with Allah Ta'ala. What a tremendous na'mat. What a tremendous na'mat. So there are all these situations that Allah Ta'ala then blesses with. Somebody passed away recently. So now, person passed away at a young age and he left behind a young family. So now this is a very big challenge. Very, very big challenge. And people sometimes, Allah forbid, they start losing focus. They start losing their senses. They start doing things which are out of order. Various, various things. But perhaps the barkat of the person that passed away, the barkat of the good work that he did, the barkat of the joint sacrifice that his family undertook. So now the family members are talking about that how much sabr Allah Ta'ala has blessed that family with and how much they are taking the matter in their stride without looking, without losing focus and without becoming uh, sort of out of control about something or becoming very perturbed pain and the, the grief that is human nature the human nature is part of human but despite that natural grief and pain within but the person, the people of that household are very, very calm and composed and they are not losing their uh, focus, they are not losing their sanity on the situation. Now what a great na'mat of Allah Ta'ala this is. That is not often realized and recognized by others. That this is something you cannot put a price to. Now imagine somebody has all the money in the world and this happens to people. They may not have all the money in the world but they have more money than they also know. They have more wealth that they can really count. And if they have to start spending that on whatever they want to, they'll probably take two lifetimes to finish it. I might not get finished. But then something happens. Some incident takes place. Whatever the nature of the problem is. And they become so overwhelmed and so affected by it that they become completely in like they can't function in life anymore. Now all the wealth is available, everything is at their disposal, but they can't enjoy one bit of it because they are so overwhelmed with the condition. The person now can't eat, can't sleep, can't think, can't function normally. Everything is in disarray. Why? Because of some circumstances that are prevailing. Allah Ta'ala keep us all with afiyat. Allah Ta'ala don't put us through tests and trials. Allah Ta'ala keep us in His mercy all the time. But this is just as a lesson that this happens to people sometimes that they get so overwhelmed. And yet on the other side, some people are going through very major challenges. But they are so calm, so composed and they take it in their stride where it comes from. It's not any person's personal achievement. This is Allah Ta'ala's special favor. Allah Ta'ala's special favor, this contentment, this peace of the heart, that a person can go through the challenges of life, but without losing focus, without becoming overwhelmed, without becoming uh, 
sort of derailed. How can this happen? It happens through a special favor of Allah Ta'ala. Only through the special favor of Allah Ta'ala. And in that way, the person now manages to continue with life fairly comfortably. Challenges of dunya are with everybody. And the pain, the grief, whatever is with everybody. But they still carry on fairly comfortably with, the, with their life. One day, two days, three days, they got over that initial uh, impact of the situation. And now they come back to normality. And despite whatever the challenges are, they continue functioning normally. This comes as a special favor from Allah Ta'ala's side. And these favors, this Allah Ta'ala's gift, but in dunya as a system, these things come on some acts of righteousness. A person personally or somebody in the family, somebody very close made that sacrifice. Others around benefit from this good. Allah Ta'ala blesses people with this kind of goodness, this kind of peace and serenity in their hearts. This kind of barakat sometimes in their wealth or sometimes in their family. Allah Ta'ala opens the opportunities of deen either to them personally or to their offspring to a greater extent and takes them way ahead but it's the sacrifice of the parents, the sacrifice of somebody else. Sometimes all this happens as well. Now can a price be put to this? But what we, the lesson we need to bear in mind and what we need to remember all the time is that these opportunities don't come in a very, very direct manner. These opportunities knock on our doors sometimes in a very indirect manner, in a very subtle way. Now somebody needed some help, needed that khidmat, needed that service. Now at that time the mind doesn't go there, what an opportunity this is. And sometimes that is that golden opportunity, which we will never know which one is the really very big opportunity. It might seem very standard, but sometimes it is how desperate the person is on the other end. And we just became the means at that time to just help that person get past the situation. That becomes the golden opportunity for us. We grabbed it, we grabbed it. And we got it. And we let it go. Allah knows best when it will come back. Small, small things will happen. But that golden opportunity doesn't always come. And where it is really hidden, it might be hidden in something very, very outwardly simple. But those who grab it, grab it. Those who take it, take it. And they got it. And they gone far ahead with it. Those who left, left it out, got left out. Now, sometimes something will come again, don't come again, Allah knows. So, in this is the lesson, don't let the opportunities go. We can't always do everything. But we can often do something. Very often we can do at least something. And in fact, most of the time we can do something. We can't always do everything, but almost always we can do something. And that something is something never to be left to just pass by. It's something to grab on. Something to hold on to fast. And inshallah in this way, our progress in deen will get opened out. And even our dunya will become a place of afiyat for us. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us the understanding and give us the tafiq of making the best of every good opportunity that comes to us and not allowing anything to just bypass us. Allah ta'ala grant us the istiqamat on deen, keep us with iman, take us with iman and raise us on the day of qiyamat with iman. Wa akhir da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.
اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم فل لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف المعاد اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه المعين والحمد لله